today's Leading Women episode 464 with the wonderful Deanna Radai. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Diana Radai. Diana Radai is an Echo Shui designer, writer, and consultant who helps those who are looking to lead a more healthy, balanced, and proactive lifestyle. Unlike other interior designers or feng shui practitioners, Diana integrates the Western, which is eco-friendly, universal, sustainable, and Eastern, which is feng shui, design principles and techniques combined with goal-setting and clutter-busting exercises to create healthy and supportive indoor environments. Designing spaces that are not only beautiful and comfortable, but also bring out the client's personality is her design philosophy. For more information, visit www.dianaradai.com. Women of the world, Miss Diana Radai. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I was getting empowered just listening to clutter busting. <laughs> I love this phrase. Don't we love that? All right, Diana. I really love what you're doing with your business. You are Thank a you. success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the SWAT equity, the knowledge and experience to Build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to okay. comment anytime about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Sure. It was, I actually come from a very entrepreneurial family. I definitely take after my dad that way. Um, I had graduated from business school and did the corporate thing for a while and just got very burnt out. Um, I was traveling a lot, working a lot. You know, your time really wasn't your own. You know, you were kind of always on somebody else's schedule and somebody else's agenda. And when I was 29, I had been traveling a lot, but I had suffered my father passed away suddenly. One of my dogs died. I, I mean, it was like it, it was going through just a, a real personal kind of, you know, one of those moments of, oh, am I happy with my life? Am I really doing what I want to do? You know, one of those ex existential moments. And I could not answer yes to anything. I was very unhappy. I was depressed. And I quit. 
<laughs> I just I quit my job. Um, I did some consulting work for a while, kind of just not really anchored to anything and just kind of trying to decide what I wanted to be when I grow up. And I had, you know, one of the questions you asked me before we started was what book was inspirational to me? And it was Ask and It Is Given. And I had had a friend recommend that to me and I read it and it was kind of just really getting down to the basics of, you know, what makes you happy? You know, what do you want to do and be and like, what is your essence? And I always loved design and the whole creation process. And when I was director of operations for the nature of things stores, you know, part of what I oversaw was the creation of the new stores and some custom product development and taking and creating something beautiful, you know, out of chaos or out of nothing. And I thought, oh, I could be an interior designer because I can't paint and I really can't draw. So I thought, okay, I can do furniture. And I went back to school when I was 34 and I was a student again and just kind of created my business out of everything that I enjoyed uh, about design and about how I lived my life. I've always been very you know, into nature and the environment and, you know, buying local and supporting local businesses. So that was really important to me. So that's kind of how I did the mashup of my business and put it all together and just kind of took it from there. And here we are today. (laughs) Mm. I love what I'm hearing about your business and how the idea came about, as well as how you birthed it to what it is right now. I love interior design myself as well. I love beautiful Mm -hmm. works of art. Great that you shared that one with us. But what continues to inspire you doing this? Oh, um, you know, I get really inspired by nature. I I think Mother Nature is the, you know, the ultimate interior designer. You know, when you look at how colors are put together, um, I just, I always have a, a camera with me just when I see either textures or patterns or colors that inspire me. And I just have one, you know, one whole file of pictures of just color and patterns. And honestly, I did one whole house based on a trip to Florida. That It was a beach picture I took that I absolutely loved. And so I took the colors from this picture and I created a color scheme for a house based on that. So from a design standpoint, that's what inspires me in life, what inspires me. Honestly, I just like learning and getting excited about things. And I love the problem solving, you know, when a customer or a customer, a client, you know, comes to me and says, you know, this room just isn't working. You know, I think I need new bedding. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, redoing the whole house and it's a two-year project. And that actually happened once. (laughs) You know, I was redoing a bedroom and three years later, you know, we were, I was finishing the last room of our house. I like taking challenges and problems and making things work better and helping increase life quality, if, if that makes sense, you know, where you can really go into your space and go, yeah, this is it, <laughs> mm. you know, um, and I also work with, um, th- this kind of happened organically, uh, where I've been helping people who have um, physical and some mental challenges, people who have mental and physical disabilities, and creating spaces that help them 
you know, increase their life quality, whether somebody has allergies or I've done some rooms um, for teenagers who have ADHD and, you know, how you can make their space more functional for them. Um, People who have some physical challenges, you know, you you might have broken a foot or something and, you know, you've got a using a walker or a wheelchair and, okay, how can we maneuver? How can we make this space more navigable? And being able to do that, I take really great pride in in being able to create spaces that, uh, you know, become more functional then. Mm, increase life quality for people through design. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a compelling yep. inspiration that one is. What, what a compelling vision that you have in there. So thanks for sharing. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success to turn this idea or to turn this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our mm-hmm. listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Uh, well, a sense of humor is necessary. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. <laughs> you really have to be able to laugh, <laughs> you because know, that'll get you through more than more than you know. Um, I would say not being attached to outcomes. And that was something I've actually had to learn. I'm a very type A person. And this comes back from my business days, you know, having plans A, B, C, you know, through X. If, you know, one thing goes wrong, then what are you going to do? And, you know, having all of these backup plans. Well, sometimes your backup plans, you know, you're, something is going to come out of left field and just slam you, you know, that you never expected. So really being able to kind of go with the flow and being able to pivot, if that makes sense, Um, you know, and being prepared, you know, sometimes, and that kind of goes against what I just said, but, you know, one, things are going to go wrong, even with the best laid plans, you know, this morning was, you know, kind of an example of, you know, something that I had tested, you know, my mic for the interview, and then today it doesn't work. So what's our backup plan? Um, I give a lot of talks and PowerPoint presentations. And, you know, again, it's, it's technology sometimes. Sometimes technology is not your friend. So, you know, you have to be able to speak off the cuff, you know, having your notes. Um, and again, going back to having a sense of humor, it's, you know, I, I guess those would be the personality traits. As far as what has set me up, you know, as much as I get, you know, when I think about business school and, you know, looking where I'm at right now, I kind of, at the beginning, felt that my first years, you know, out of business school, you know, were kind of a waste, you know, that, oh, you know, I'm an interior designer now and, you know, this is what I do. But everything I did before laid the foundation, Um, you know, listening to my dad, watching my dad as he built his business. And what he did, um, my business background has been just a godsend to me because when I was in design school, they don't teach you how to build a business or how to market your services. Once you get out of design school, I can design something beautiful on CAD, but how do you get your designs out there? How do you market yourself? How do you develop, you know, your product niches? 
um, being able to speak, you know, doing public speaking. I've been doing debate and public speaking since I was in junior high. That has been invaluable. Um, so it's kind of this lifetime experience of putting it together and packaging it. And now I actually work with other interior designers, architects, and contractors. I have a whole series of, you know, business workshops and classes that I actually teach to help designers and architects and contractors, you know, build their businesses, you know, and go forth and conquer the world with their products and services. So I'm really proud of that, too, helping, you know, others you know, build and get their products and services out there. Mm, sense of having that sense of humor, not being attached yeah. to outcome, being prepared, and of course, having the ability to market ourselves, yep. to market our products, to market our services. Great personal qualities here that uh, Diana just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits in our lives or in our business. So great that you shared that mm -hmm. one with us. Now, let's yep. talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get to those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person you so what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today well I faced a lot of you can't do that um you know, when I started my company a little over 10 years ago, I think we're going on 12 years now this year, um, you know, I, I was living in Milwaukee at the time, and Milwaukee is, you know, very conservative and, and, you know, more this is the way you do things and, you know, we'll continue to do things that way. And then here came me, you know, hey, let's do feng shui, <laughs> you know, and eco-friendly and this kind of thing. And, you know, eco-friendly and, and green and sustainability were, you know, very hot topics and big on the coast, but not so much in the Midwest, middle of the country. And so here came me, you know, let's do this. And I'm in design school and I'm going to take the world by storm and I know so much. And I had a teacher who called me out, I will never forget this, who called me out in front of class and told me I would never make a living doing what I wanted to do, that I was crazy, that this idea would never work. I, I can still literally go back to that moment in time, you know, as he, you know, berated me in front of the class and told me, you know, I would never be able to do this. Um, so when you're creating something new and creating a new niche and trying a new idea, you know, you're going to get a lot of no's and you're nuts and you're crazy. Um, but if you believe it in your heart and you have one person who believes in you, that's the person you need to talk to. That's, you know, the person that you need in your corner and you just have to keep moving forward. You know, I love what I do so much that what Ken, the teacher, said to me while it hurts, and I still, you know, have that in the back of my head. Um, and I actually still use that as a gauge when I get tired, you know, or, you know, business may be a little slow or it's like, uh, do I really want to keep doing this? You know, maybe I should, I don't know, try something else. 
and I hear Ken's words in the back of my head, and it's like, no, you know, I really, I, I love this. You know, this is what, you know, fills my soul, you know, kind of thing. And so that keeps me going. So you're going to get a lot of, you know, that, but you just kind of keep going, especially, like I said, you know, when it's your calling and when you feel it in your heart, there are going to be setbacks. There are going to be challenges. Sometimes you're going to have to, you know, wait tables or take a second job, you know, and do this late at night, you know, while you're getting it going. But it is worth it. You know, it's just so worth it in the end. And just keep going, I guess, is my advice. So mm. there you go. <laughs> I certainly can, yeah, I certainly can relate to this uh, challenges that you've shared with us, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners too. I mean, overcoming the naysayers, overcoming the those yep. people that don't believe in our idea, people that don't mm -hmm. that don't that don't tr support us in our idea or what it's that we are putting yep. out there. But like what uh, Deanna just shared with us, when we have the passion for what we do, our calling, you know, it is uh, I believe that it's our moral obligation to put it out there, and you know, yep. if we are if you love what we do and we know that we it's just benefiting other people i am i'm a big believer in that it's our obligation to share it with others so let's learn mm -hmm. from this uh, challenges that diana just shared with us and learn from how she was able to overcome them in, when it happens to us or in our business now, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, it, number one is setting boundaries, you know, that you set what your work hours are. You know, if you, when you're starting out, have one phone, you know, that you don't take work calls after 5 p.m. or 3 p.m. when the, the kids get home. My time is 4 o'clock. Um, I have clients now that I do work with that are in different time zones. So, obviously, I have to adjust. I had I have one client in Australia, and, you know, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's an 18-hour time difference. <laughs> so, my saying, oh, four, don't call me after 4 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> you know, that's not really going to work. So, sometimes you have to, you know, make allowances, but you have to be very careful and be very firm in setting your boundaries. You know, my mornings start out every day with, you know, taking that half hour and walking my dog. You know, we go to the park, we go for a walk. That helps clear my head. That helps get me started for the day. That's how I start every day, period. Um, again, turning off the phone. I am very, and again, this is probably my design uh, designer coming out, you know, the houses that I live in have a split floor plan. I always make sure that the uh, my home office is the farthest room away from anything else that's going on in the house so that I can, when I'm done with work for the day, shut the door and then go about, you know, living my life, um, that it's not constantly in your face. 
And I know when you're starting out or you're in an apartment or, you know, you, you don't have a dedicated office space, it is hard if you're using your kitchen table as your office space. Um, but it is important that you have some kind of mobile you know, where you can put your computer away and either have a screen or put it into a large closet or, you know, however you can work your space that you don't, every time you pass your kitchen table, they're like, oh, I really got to get this done or I really have to do this. It really is important that you separate and you carve out that time to spend with your family, spend with your friends and self-care, you know, um, I know budgets, you know, can be tight when you're starting a business or during a slow time. You still have to make that time, though, and carve out that, you know, $25 to go get a manicure, you you know, because it helps you mentally and physically, you know, when you're looking at your great hands and go, I am rocking this. I am, a you know, a successful business person, and there you go, (laughs) you know, so you might not feel like it, but your hands will feel like it, you know so that you do have to treat yourself. Mm, Great tips there that we can all take action on today. You know, I mean, setting boundaries, setting your work hours, Mm -hmm. you know, starting your morning with some physical activity and self-care. I'm a big fan of really incorporating these activities in our lives, not only for our physical well-being, but for our mental well-being as well. I mean, it's as easy as walking your dog every morning, just like what Deanna is doing, doing some pampering Mm -hmm. activities like going for a spa, going for a manicure, Something that not only feeds our physical body, but feeds our soul as well. Big fan of that. And also designing your office um, in a way that it has a dedicated space. Um, I uh, This was really helpful for me, especially when I was starting out, because I knew right when I stepped on that that room, I know what I'm that mm-hmm. exactly I'm going to be doing in that room. And then when I yes. walk out from it, everything is you know, it, it, I, I'm I'm away as soon as I'm away from my office. I know that I am gonna be switching my mode into family mode or other mode, not just work mode. So I'm a big fan of having that sp- uh, dedicated space in your your work, especially for those of us who are working from home. Great mm-hmm. tips here in terms of this work life balance that a lot of us are challenged with. So let's learn from what Deanna just shared with us. Thanks for sharing. Can I share a quick story? It was um, when a, a friend and I, um, I actually met her on the train coming home from a trade show one day, uh, the Milwaukee to Chicago train. And we both, you know, both looked at each other. Oh, did you go to Neocon? Yeah, I did. And we started talking and it's now been this 15 year friendship. Um, we were both starting our businesses at the same time. She's a restaurant designer who got downsized and was trying to go at it on her own. And I was just ready to, you know, graduate from design school and was ready to start this new crazy idea. And she said, you know, I have, I've just decided that I will never not have, you know, money to not go to Starbucks every day, you know, so she put in her budget that she was going to have that $25 a week for her coffee. And that's how, you know, that's what made her feel good. And that was like her version of, you know, self-care and how she felt like a a business person, because that's what she did when she worked for, you know, when she worked in corporate. And so it's something as little as, 
you know, having that cup of coffee in the morning. So it is developing that mindset of I am a business owner. Um, even if you work at home and maybe you can work in sweat, I can, you know, work in yoga pants, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, if I'm doing a, a video consultation, you know, you really only have to look at from the waist up. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's still that concept of, you know, putting makeup on or, you know, getting that nice shirt, getting that cup of coffee, you know, whatever it is that you have to do to get into that mindset in the morning to start your day and before you make client calls and that type of thing, it's imperative that you do it and not think of, oh my God, I'm spending four fifty five at Starbucks. You, you, you know what I mean? It, you've got to get out of the, you know, can I really, it, but you need to start thinking like, a successful business person and what would a successful business person do to start their day? Hmm, I love those kind of stories. I mean, that is invaluable. I mean, there's a big lesson here for our listeners out there that even just a simple coffee at Starbucks, that anything that makes you feel good, anything that, yep. that helps you step into that role of a business owner that really makes you feel good, that really starts your day in a good way, in a good mood, do it. Mm -hmm. It's well worth it. Yeah, see, I like nice watches. And so for me, it's, that's one of my treats to myself is having a nice watch. And I know when I, you know, put on one of these watches, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so whether it's a piece of jewelry, whether it's the cup of coffee, you know, a nice manicure, you know, whatever it is that helps make you feel or what, um, what a I'm trying to what makes you think of a successful business person? You know, what do you admire about you know somebody that you find successful? Oh, she always has a great bag. Well, then treat yourself to that great bag. You know, um, it, that just it helps so much. There you go. I can't stress it enough. Now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? My time um, is very important to me. What time I have to be able to spend on, see, and I, I don't want to say other activities besides work because I don't consider what I do work because I, I really do enjoy it. But look, um, being able to be outside, being able to be with my friends, being able to travel. I love doing volunteer work. So how much time do I have to volunteer? Um, I would say time for me is what would equal success and what I can do, like I said, doing volunteering or hanging out with friends and doing other activities. 
And that would also go to work balance, too. I love, you know, volunteering. I love, like I said, spending time with my dog, working out. I love hiking. I live in a beautiful part of the country. Um, So being able to, you know, do a long hike, you know, once or twice a week is what is successful to me. Um, Yeah, I would say my time. Hmm, I love your perspective on success. Success yeah. equals time. Having that time to spend doing what you love doing, having that time with your friends, with your family, the people that you care about, doing what you love mm-hmm. doing, contributions, volunteering, other activities, that uh, a time that, that, that allows you to do those activities that you love doing. Great perspective on success. Thanks for sharing mm-hmm. that. Now, I know you've shared a lot of uh, tips with us already, but I'd love for you to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs, especially to those aspiring to uh, become an interior designer, for example, and to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Don't stop believing in yourself. You know, if you feel it in your heart, then go for it. And just because the people around you right now may not get you or get what you're doing, that doesn't mean there's other people out there who won't get it or not believe in you. That's number one for me. Um, You know, kind of knocking technology at the beginning of the interview, but it's technology that has helped grow my business, you know, like crazy through Skype, excuse me, through email, through YouTube, um, through, you know, just being able to work with people on the other side of the globe. I mean, that's amazing when you think of it. Um, So just because you may not have your tribe right where you are locally, doesn't mean you don't have a tribe, you know? So don't don't ever stop believing in yourself. Um, Don't be attached to outcomes. That was a big one for me. Um, You know, I used to be, okay, this is gonna work and I'm going to make it work. Sometimes (laughs) the way you visualize something working out is definitely not the way it's going to go. (laughs) You know, my first publishing gig that I got was, this this is such a roundabout story. Um, I had self-published my first book and the editor who worked on it through the publishing company that I worked with, who I never met, a year later started a magazine and he had contacted me if he could use some of the stuff because he remembered working on my book and liked it. And that ended up being a friendship, which then got me a monthly um, gig in their magazine. 
as one of their experts, which then led, you know, to other writing things. So you never know how something is going to come about or who's going to help you. You know, it could be a faceless editor who a year later, you know, remembers something you wrote and is going to be one of your biggest cheerleaders. Um, so not being attached to the, the how. Sometimes if something is hard and isn't working out, you've got to let it go, step back a little bit and, you know, kind of let things fall into place. Um, the third would probably be really sit down. And this is something I teach in one of my workshops, really get down to why, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why do you want to start this business and really getting down to the basics? Cause not everybody wants, you know, to say time, like I did at the beginning, believe me, at the beginning, you don't have time. <laughs> you know, you're living, breathing, and eating um, your business to get it off the ground and to make it work. And that's why you really have to feel it in your heart and wonder why. You know, why are you doing this? Do you just have to draw? Do you just have to teach? Do you have, you know, just knowledge that you want to get out into the world? And once you establish your why, then everything else can fall into place much more easily. I think people sometimes um, get started thinking, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to have all this free time and I'm going to make all this money and it's going to be fabulous. And it might be, but it won't be at the beginning. And that's where your passion kind of gets you, you know, gets you through. So really feel it in your heart, get to your why, surround yourself with people who believe in you. Even if it's that one person, sometimes it just might be your dog, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then hang out with your dog <laughs> when you feel a little low um, and it'll get you through and you will be successful and then you will have the time and everything will be good and you can do the things that you want to do or, you know, it, it leads to other, you know, ventures and new people and maybe new businesses too. So. Mm. Go for it. <laughs> Golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. Okay. So the first one is to not stop believing in yourself. Don't stop believing in yourself. If you have that passion, if you have that calling, believe in yourself and go for it. The second one is not be attached to the how as well as to the outcome. And then the third one, which is really important, is to establish your why. Why are you in this business? Why is it, what's, what compels you to start this business? What is it that you really want to do? Why are you doing this? And of course, surrounding yourself with people who believe in you. Great tips here that Deanna just shared with us. So let's take action on them today. And I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Last but not the least, Deanna, I'd love for you to share our listeners. What's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Well, obviously, working with me, they're going to get a beautiful space. <laughs> no, we, uh, I sit down. This is something I developed over the years. Um, I have a pre-interview. We sit down, and I actually have people get mad at me, um, but we're going to sit down and get down to your why, 
you know, what is not working in your space? What do you want to accomplish? Why, you know, do you want to make the change? And sometimes it's, you know, more than just picking out a pretty color, you know, to put on the wall. Um, like I said, I reincorporate feng shui and sustainability and healthy living into the space. So we look at all aspects in the psychology of your space. So we could be working on a new floor plan. Clutter busting really is probably the common thread of every client that I work with. Um, so we go through the big three questions of the items in your room and what's working, what's not. Sometimes it's just moving it into, you know, into a different room. Sometimes it's moving it into a dumpster, <laughs> you know, um, so that would be one of the, the big benefits. It's creating a space that works for you, that's positive and healthy. Um, people can contact me at DeannaOnDesign at gmail.com. That's the, the easiest way. And the website has everything from Twitter and Facebook to the design podcast I do to before and afters and all kinds of good stuff. And that's at www.deanna, D-E-A-N-N-A, R-A-D-A-J.com. And that has links to everything and a contact us page. So that's probably the easiest way for people to connect and read the blog and leave comments and all that kind of good stuff. Mm, no, I'm sure all of us want beautiful spaces for our listeners out there. I highly <laughs> encourage you, yes, to go there now, dianaradai.com, and make take advantage of the design principles, design tips and strategies that she's offering there on her blog. I'm sure you can all we can all learn from what she's putting out there. And if her products and services resonates with you, I do uh, hop in and then connect with her. You can contact her via her website at dianaradai.com that's d-e-a-n-n-a-r-a-d-a-j.com and make sure to have this on our show notes at least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there again that link is dianaradai.com that's www.d-e-a-n-n-a-r-a-d-a-j.com Deanna, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you and back at everybody. I wish you all so much luck and success. I, it's it's such a fun journey. I mean, it really is. And I wish you all just much success and happiness. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, 
type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,